Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, that was uh, Danny Gokey's Let Your Heart Beat Again. And um, that was out in 2015 when Brian and I were actually separated. And um, I didn't like the song. It just constantly played on the radio every day when I had to go to work by myself. And yet, God used that song to become almost our anthem song. And it's what helped me hold on to God and to have hope. So, hi, we are Brian and Shauna Marshall. <laughs> we serve here on staff. And we've been married for 26 years. We have two kids. Our daughter, Elise, is in the back. <laughs> Am I allowed to say ages? Is that okay? She's 21. And our son in Arizona is Nathan, and he's 28. Um, 28. He's 28? 28, okay. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> so we were high school sweethearts. We started our marriage in South Carolina. Um, literally, he took me from my parents, and we drove in a U-Haul across the United States. And you said yes. I did. I did. Oh, I do, yeah. I do. And then we were stationed in Virginia, Brian did a six-month Mediterranean cruise. Uh, it was my first time having him away. And then we moved here from Arizona a year and a half ago, and it's been all barrels blazing, and we love it. We just love it. So um, through those years, we've had trials in our marriage just as anyone would and expect. The only constant has been God. So Joel and Danelle decided to go on vacation, and they said, then my wife said, well, why don't we do, or no, Fern brought it up, why don't we do a marriage seminar? And they're like, well, okay, well, how about we'll speak, and then we'll leave, and then Brian and Shauna can speak, and then Vern and Bevan can speak, and I'm like, what? You know, so basically a week and a half prep, but so we're going to do it anyway. So we're speaking on this three-part uh, marriage series entitled Marriage on the Brink, and I like to say a breakthrough because, um, you know, when you first get married, there's, I mean, there's books out there, but nobody teaches you how to be married, right? They don't teach you that in school. Um, so uh, what we'd like to talk to you about today is He is. Um, God reveals over and over that He is. It seems a simple focus, but is truth for marriage. At all costs, I'm going to trust he is. He is able to do abundantly beyond all I could ask, hope, or think. He's able to restore my marriage. He's able to make us stronger together. He's able to refocus my life. And that's truly what he did when we had our separation. 
Um, we become closer and more honest together. We're, we're stronger than we ever did. I mean, you know, um, I thought we were good way back then. You first get married and, you know, um, it's all happy and everything. Um, of course, then I'd leave and go out to sea, and then I'd come back, and it was like a honeymoon again, you know, and then I'd go back out to sea, you know, so then we move back to Arizona, and, you know, then life sets in again, and we have to start all over because I've got a different job. I'm home all the time, and we weren't quite used to that. Um, we like each other more than ever before after all this stuff is, has happened in our lives. <laughs> Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be here. Um, so Ephesians 3.20, uh, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, of, ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory and the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So that's where I get to him who is able because he... He made the world. He, he made everything, so he's able to restore us and, and take care of us. Um, so I'm a guy. I don't communicate sometimes very well on the female realm, sometimes on the guy realm too. I, I say things in my head, and I think I've said them out loud, um, and it seems like as I get older, that happens more often. Um, so I try to really focus on that, but... Um, I didn't verbalize very well, and sometimes I, you know, I had a temper, I'd get, you know, angry, and instead of exploding, I would internalize, and I would go into the silent mode, and for days, you know, and it was just all surface stuff, and, you know, it just wasn't good. So through our, our times of, of, of troubles and so forth, um, one of the things I learned was I had to stop the world. I had to stop everything else from coming in and bombarding me and just focus. And it's like, nothing else matters except you and I. And I thought I knew that, but I really didn't. And so I had to start focusing on, on those things. For me, in that, I had to own my own feelings. For a long time, I didn't even know how to express feelings. It was as basic as someone had to speak to me. What are the five emotions? Mad, sad, glad, and afraid. All the, and I'd have to go, which one? It's none of those. And it took me a long time to even articulate things that were still projecting on Brian. But I started there. I started with, I feel dismissed. I feel inferior. I feel misunderstood and judged. And yet, as God has taught me, those are still my problems from the past. I can't project them onto him. So I had to start asking myself, what do I need from him? What am I trying to get him to do right now that I need to ask specific? That's one thing I've learned about all men without stereotyping. Just keep it simple. Ladies, it's a gift. It's a gift. There's a reason why they don't let us in their nothing box because it's so happy there. They really think nothing. We're constantly thinking, right? So dialing it down for me of what do I need from him and what do I value? And one of my biggest that I now know is slow down, please, and see me. 
he can practically do no wrong when he, we've had a big day, we're putting in this big new kennel for some new dogs that we might be getting, and I'm frustrated because we have 20 million things to do, and yet he stops the world, literally, and touches my hair and sees the color of my eyes, and it's like I can breathe. It's, it's well, it's, it's better than any intimacy, and it has helped to transform us. A funny story, I can remember when we were still in Arizona at our big house, and um, we'd been dealing with stuff all day, and he was standing in the washroom door, and um, I must have been doing something. I get, I get uptight, right? Does anyone else do that? I get so uptight with all the things to do, and then I get bitey and barky at him of what he needs to do. And he looks at me and he says, I don't like you right now. And it, it hit me at first. I admit I was hurt, but now we look back on that and laugh. Um, it was the beginning of freeing us to both own our own feelings and to start expressing them without feeling afraid of what the other person would think, feel, or do. So, he is. He is. And secondly, he is mine. God is mine. He is my rest. He is my hope. He's my sustainer. He's my trust. And he's my strength. And the best one of all, he's the lover of my soul, which means my mind that goes crazy, my will, and all the bubbly emotions that sometimes my husband can't handle. He's the lover of my soul. Isaiah 30, 15. This verse alone, I listen to it over and over on a soaking CD of worship. It's the only thing that got me up in the morning while we were separated. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength but you would have none of it. And I made sure to add that last part and not do an A at the end of the verse because the Israelites had a choice and they chose not to go there. So as Brian said, he's a boy, I'm a girl. I was looking for that guy to complete me. And the first 22 years of marriage, I was really trying to make that happen. No man can complete me. Only God can do that. And ladies, God will be the first man in your life. He pursues us, and he works out our salvation. Even though it tells us to work it out with fear and trembling, Jesus is always there. He's always present, undercurrent, even in the crazy, especially in the crazy. Someone said to me once, marriage is like two halves of a cracked eggshell. How am I doing over there, girlfriend? <laughs> I have to remember, I get busy. When we first marry, meet and marry our spouse, we're so excited and how we're going to fit together. He's so perfect and he's so romantic. But we soon realize we're both broken individuals with some painful, sharp edges. As the father begins to heal, he smooths away those edges and restores our brokenness. Sometimes a flat, 
smooth edge does not blend well with the sharp ones if they haven't come there. And yet God is gracious. He starts to do it all if we let him. So one of the other things that I've learned for Brian is um, I get quiet and I listen. That can take many forms, but because God, and God is the creator of my husband, God loves my husband and formed him that way in his own image, God's image. Less is more. Literal. Everything's literal. And so when he says, I just need you to be quiet, it's not that he's hurting my feelings, he doesn't like me, and he doesn't want to listen to me. It's just literal. He needs some quiet time. So one of my best gifts to him is to be still. This means like if we're waking up in the morning and we're still in bed, my mind's already been going for at least 20 minutes, but I will lay there and be quiet. Then when we go on the couch and I've got my coffee, now we've been going 45 minutes and I'm ready to like engage. He has a 10-minute rule, so I give him 10 more minutes to just sit there. And the truth is, that's a pretty easy job. You know, you'd think I had almost fulfilled some other roles in my wifely duties in just meeting that one, you know? And um, the truth is, it forces me to slow down and smell the roses, which, again, is in his nothing box. You'll have to listen to that video sometime if you don't know. Um, So the other thing is, if I have figured out what my value is and I know my question for Brian especially in an argument. It's important that I ask that question and then I get quiet. I don't interrupt him. I don't make excuses. But, 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 but you don't. I just get quiet. Giving him that space is one way I can show my respect to him. Wow, that was a lot of talk. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute. How come she's talking so much? Um... But, you know, I don't know for, for most guys, but for me, I, I need some, some solitude. And so when I wake up, I'm still, I'm still asleep, but I'm waking up. But, man, she's just going, you know. She's like, want all these different things, ideas and stuff, because we're always trying to, you know, we're, we're improving the property that we're renting and everything. And, and I'm thinking about work stuff after I, I finally wake up, and then she's throwing all these other ideas in my head, and I'm like, no, it's too much. Brain dump, brain dump. So, um, it, it gets to be a lot sometimes. Um, part of the other thing about guys, um, and I'm speaking in generalities, I don't know. This is what I do. I'm a fixer. I like fixing things. Um, doesn't matter what it is. I will at least try it. I was fighting with a computer this morning for 30 minutes, and uh, I conceded, but we figured out a different way to to get the song and the words up because we were trying to do the video and it, it didn't like us. So, um, but I just realized I needed to listen to her when something was going on instead of trying to fix it. She would start telling me something and I'm like, well, why don't you just do this? Well, how come they didn't do that? Why don't you just do that? You know, and sometimes she wanted me to fix it, but she needed to say it. I need your help. Can you fix this? Or can you help me do this? I was automatically just trying to tell her what to do and fix it 
so that I could move on with my stuff and she could go do her stuff and I didn't have to worry about it. Um, so I don't need to fix it all the time is what I finally found out. Um, one of the other things that um, I heard from someone, and I wish I could remember who it was, um, and some of you may have heard it, it, it was a, a talk show person or something like that, but he says, I live to work, I don't work to live. And I thought about that, and I'm like, okay, live to work, work to live. I kind of got it. So we're, God placed us here to have fellowship and communion with each other, not to go work all day long, and then come home, watch TV, and fall asleep, and rinse, repeat, <laughs> which is what I was doing. Um, so living with those I love is first, living in community, church, friendship. Working is always second. Now, I love to work, um, but I also like doing those other things. I'm not perfect, I, but I attempt to do this. And if I can't communicate with my wife and kids and family and tell them, hey, I got to work a little bit more this week, um, I need to do that. I need to communicate because what I was doing before was I'd be like, all right, honey, hold on. It's going to be busy this month. And then I'd say month end, and it's like, oh, we're going to be busy again next month. You know, I'm just going and going and going. And then that turned into, into more problems later on down the road. So sometimes she has to work late if she's got something to do or she's, you know, way out in Houston and hits traffic, you know. So I always find something to do while I wait for her to come home. No big deal. Um, always putting them first is the most important thing. Work second. Was that you or me? Oh, it's me. We, we practice this, but. <laughs> so God is mine. He's my provision for my family, my livelihood, my all. He, with, you know, I've, I've just really learned to rely more on God than I used to. Uh, when I had my other business in Arizona, I was just go, go, go. I got to make this happen. I got to do it. Everything's on me to make happen. And I've just got a lot more freedom because when I got here, I'm like, well, am I going to start up a new company? Am I going to go work for somebody? And, uh, and the people are like, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I can come do that. And can you do this? Yeah, I can come do that. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm getting more work. And I'm like, uh, okay, God, is this what you want me to do? And so it just kind of snowballed, and I kind of felt, yes, but I wanted to do it a different way. Um, so I would always rely on myself before, and now it's like, all right, God, like, I've got a couple jobs ending here pretty soon. It's like, uh, you know, can you give me a glimpse of something, something ahead, you know, because we got to make our own our own money when you're self-employed. Um, and, you know, like the next day, something popped up and I'm going to look at a job. So it doesn't mean I'm going to get it, but at least there was some place before me. And now he says, okay, now you go do your work and then I'll bless it. So. One thing I want to add is um, you all don't know Brian from Arizona with that business. And, um, Y'all have been saying that, man, he does so much. And, Shawnee, you're doing so much here at the church. And I don't always understand his way of thinking. I didn't even understand that phrase. 
But I have witnessed that this man is different. And I don't know how he does it, but he is trusting that God is his provision. And somehow, he's managing to get more done. Like when he tells me he's taking on the back room, I'm like, I got a little anxious, girls. I'm not going to lie. Like it, triggering from past, you know, is he going to be gone weeks on end? And he's going to make excuses. He doesn't. In fact, um, it brought me to my core when someone held us accountable of, are you sure you're not doing too much? Maybe you need to slow down, give your wife time. And uh, I love the man who sees the picture and he says to this friend, you know what? If I have one boy that comes to Jesus in that back room, then the work has been all worth it. And I love that husband. I'm so for that. And yet somehow, you know, we just put up a kennel yesterday and dug all kinds of rock and got that done, plus did this little sermon. So <laughs> I don't know. God, God's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what I'm thinking he can do. So. And the last one is he is thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all my understanding will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. When I say he is thanksgiving, it means he is the joy of my heart. He is my strength. He is good. He is constant, and he is steadfast. In this time of separation that we had, um, we were going to counselors, and um, one of them I really didn't like at all. <laughs> he um, insisted that we have to write down five things every day about our spouse that we like. Not five things a week, but like every day. <laughs> and at the time, I was so hurt by things that had happened with this business and all the, the work that was going on, plus other things. This is mixed company. Um, I couldn't come up with five things. In fact, I just, I, I, and yet I am an OCD person. What that bad? I was just bitter, and I was hurt and um, livid to prove my feelings, to make sure my feelings were heard. And uh, the truth was, as I started to see little things, I don't know how that happens, but God's word is 100% true. He transforms our thinking. He transforms our mind as we praise him. Over 26 times in the Psalms, it tells us to thank and praise him. Why? Because he knows better. And, and I started to see, you know what? We'll start with surface stuff. He's pretty trim. He looks pretty good, right? Well, he does get up every day. He's never a sloucher, ever, right? And he, he is willing to put in the hard work for people when no one else would be there. And then simple things, you know. He makes my coffee every single day without asking. He takes the garbage for me when I don't want to take it to the little place. But then it gets even deeper. As I started to do that, it's like, oh, my gosh. I got to breathe on my own today. One of my friends with ALS could not breathe on her own. 
I laid on the floor last night, and I watched the tiles, and I thought, that's all my friend ever saw for six months last of her life as ALS, is the tiles. I get to walk. I get to get up. I get to smell the air. (laughs) And as my daughter says, I love seeing the glory of God manifested in every way, in the countenance of a baby's face, in the expression of a cow that trusts you enough to walk close to you, right? And a bunny that's so safe in my house now that she binks all over my carpet. She just jumps like a skater. That's the glory of God. So, Brian, I am thankful that you pursued me, that you, when I chose to leave, you did change, you did find Jesus, and you wooed me back to a new beginning that I didn't think was possible. And I am thankful for that. Because of that, I get to be here. girl (laughs) well you're welcome yeah but I think I did do stuff but I think it you know well I don't think I know it was God um, because we were on the brink of something but he gave us the brink of renewal of uh Learn to love each other all over again. God had a plan. I just had to listen and be humble. I had to learn to communicate. had to learn to talk. had to learn to shut up. Um, had to learn just to be there. Um, I could have chosen to walk away and gone down a different path. I was already... I, there were times... I don't know if I ever told you this. There were times um, I was ready to go back to the Cayman Islands and be a dive instructor on a dive boat. You know? And uh, that wasn't the way to go. Um, God gave us free will, and, and we can all choose a path, and I chose uh, you because you're the one I love. And when you're married, that's normally what happens, and you want to stay together. And, and there's, I mean, we are not perfect, I'm not perfect, and stuff's going to always happen. And if you can learn to communicate, um, and and do all those other things I mentioned earlier. That's that's how you get through it. And never give up. I just never gave up. Um, just wasn't not in my DNA. Uh, we may not always agree, but we choose to agree to disagree and respect each other, and that helps out. So in closing, he's able to do all things in our marriage. His mind to converse with and help us. I talk to him all day long. Sometimes I hear him, sometimes I don't, but that's all right. I'm thankful in the good and the bad because I know he has a plan for us. We thank you for listening. So we just want to give some space. There's nothing magical in us or our talk today, but I do know God is true and he is lovely. And he's just waiting for his children to reach out to pursue him and say, I need help. So if anyone um, 
feels like they would like to come forward today for any reason, not just married couples, but even singles that, you know, maybe you're aspiring to find that kind of love. I would even challenge that that starts with the lover of your soul first. Um, I know I got that backwards myself, and maybe that was part of our hiccup for a while. So we're just going to take a moment, um, and uh, if you guys would allow me to, I will close us in prayer, but then I'm going to ask for my ministry team that I'm looking at right now um, to come forward so that we will be up here to just give uh, the Holy Spirit a chance to minister to you, whatever your specific need is. So Father, I just thank you for the privilege of getting to be a part of your body. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the head and you are our foundation. In you alone we can stand. And what the world says can't be done is impossible, is always possible with you. Lord, I ask that whatever the needs be here today, Lord, that you would just allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate even deeper right as we sit where we are. I say, Holy Spirit, come. Come.